Got Fitted Japan has been recorded before a live studio audience. Got Fitted Japan! Impact episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you find folks know, Got Fitted Japan's about two dudes, booze. Japan in the news. That's right. And Tommy, what episode is it? Please tell us. We need to know. I believe it's 540. 540. That is right. Faders, it is official. We are in our 40s. We look it, we feel it, and emotionally, well, I think emotionally, I'm still in my 20s. <laughs> I think emotionally, I'm fucking feeling it, dude. If you feel you're still in your 20s because you don't have a fucking kid, like, you know, like right before we were going to start podcasting, and my wife fucking runs in screaming, just hands my fucking, hands me my fucking kid, and he's got puke all over himself, and he's crying hysterically. And what did yeah, I I'm do? Definitely the fucking pinch. What did I do? What did I do? Actually, what did yeah, your buddy you, do? You tried to be a good friend because you're you're fucking singing to him and holding up your paintings over the fucking video conference we're in. Yeah, so that was awfully nice of you. Yeah, and some of these paintings were a little bit racy, as you can say. Uh, uh, they showed a little bit of uh, boobies and a little bit of booty. You know, well, some of them, some of these girls in kind of... Um, some of these uh, positions were kind of like naughty, I guess. I mean, your kid was probably like... Daddy, that looks like a pretzel. <laughs> no, nah, I've been laughing about it, dude. He's seven months old. He doesn't understand much of fucking anything, dude. Oh, he that's thinks good. A fucking cord, yeah, he thinks a cord is a chew toy. Every every time I put him down, you know, because there's, how do you say, in this modern age, there's cords all over the fucking house. Every time I put him down and, like, you know, I turn my head away for two seconds, I turn back and he's got a fucking cord in his mouth and he's munching it. Holy smokes. You know, eventually the whole world is going to be baby-proof because apparently Apple, all their new products are going to have no wires whatsoever. And every other company basically follows suit. So once like Apple like gets rid of all their cables, all other companies are going to get rid of their cables. So that means all the future babies are not going to get like shocked, I guess. How often does that happen where a baby bites into like an electric cord and shocks himself? Yeah, or like uh, that teenage. Do you see? I don't. I don't remember what state it was, but the, there was a teenage girl that had a setup where she had her phone plugged in and had a Ziploc bag around it. And, yeah, I guess her phone's float, so she could take you know take a bath and play with her phone. And then uh, what was it? The uh, extension cord she was using that went into the bathroom had a cut in it, and it zapped her, and she did. No so, yeah, shit. Yeah, Peter, yeah. So yeah, faders, don't do that. Yeah, dude, that's like uh, about as dumb as making toast in the bathtub dude it's just such a bad idea yeah i know but but you can always have a beer or for the ladies a glass of wine in the tub that's cool that, that is definitely you. cool and in your case candles and bubble bath and maybe some berry manilow i know how you roll <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking uh, of dude, rolling, dude. Out. Actually, speaking of bathroom stories, speaking of bathroom stories, I had a fucking terrible one, dude. Like fucking, my drains all plugged up, so I took a shower. Took a shower last night, and flooded the fucking place, dude. How nuts, could dude. how could it be plugged up and stuff? Two of the people in your family don't have hair. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think how I can you say, plug I, a shower? You're bald. Your kid is bald. You don't have a beard or anything. What's going on at your house, dude? Are you shaving dogs or uh, something? Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> but dude, you I know where even, I was man, gonna dude, go, I even, though. I don't even know. It was fucking bad, but I didn't, I didn't notice it. I took a shower. I didn't even take like that long a shower, and I fucking get done. And there's fucking water. It's like drifted like into the fucking sink area, into the fucking Ugh. toilet area, Ugh. and everything. And my fucking wife wakes up. She's like, nanny kore, nanny kore. And I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there naked, like toweling off. I'm like, yeah, it flooded. She's like, Bing! and she's whining about it. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll clean it up. Wine, wine, wine. I was like, so I swear to God, if you fucking whine again, if I hear nanny kore, or if you bitch, or you complain, I'm going to fucking walk in my room and slam the door and lock it. And I'm putting the headphones on. That's going to be that. And you can deal with this shit. Or, or you give me a couple minutes to figure out how to fix this. Yeah, so I had to fucking scrub it up. So the divorce is eventually in the cards. Am I wrong or right? Uh, No, no, she was cool about it once she saw that I scrubbed it up. But that dude, it wasn't my, because he was bitching about it. I was like, it's not my damn fault, yo. There's fucking something wrong with the pipe. This should, like, this water should be draining out properly. Like call the fucking landlord, and then of course we got a fucking call from the neighbor downstairs, and they complain that ooh, I got fucking water because your apartment. It's like not my fault. Fucking call the landlord, say the pipes are fucked up, get the plumber over here to fix it. My wife is asking me, can you fix it? I'm like, if by fix you mean make it worse, then possibly not, because I fucked around with it. I'm I'm like, I'm not I'm not gonna do anymore because like I'm 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 gonna fucking break something. I'm gonna make it worse. Uh, yeah, you're pretty good at breaking stuff in your apartment, man. I've seen your last place, man. Yep. Fucking everything was kind of broken, but it still kind of worked. It's like, it's Bangkok, you know? You got a car and it's moving, but the doors don't shut, you know? You've got a hotel room and the door locks, but it's kind of off the hinges, you know? Everything works enough, right? That's kind of like your last apartment. I saw that shit, dude. Everything was a little bit broken. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was uh, definitely an older building with some charm and some war wounds and some character. And so, yeah, I can I can attest to that. It had everything I don't know, I don't know, man. holes. <laughs> yeah, short of that. I had a buddy back in the day had like you know an absolute shitbox car, and I swear to God that car was like a puzzle because like every door all he had it was a four door. All, all four doors would open, but like, each one had kind of a different trick. Like one you had to wiggle it, one you had to kind of lift it up into the side. It was just like. You know, there's it had it had its quirks, man. I think it was definitely like a fucking puzzle. That is definitely the typical car of a 16 year old kid in the 90s, man. How much duct tape was on that car? I had a muffler that was hanging by a fucking strap of duct tape, dude. My I had a what 1983 Buick Skylark, dude, and it was like pretty much a rust machine, dude. Everybody that fucking yeah. like came in, they needed a tetanus shot, dude, because that car was fucking pure sin. But I loved it. The best thing about that car was the sound system cost more than the car itself. Because that's where I put all the money. Yeah, dude, that, that's a, yeah, that's a, a, a similar story to like fucking muffler that's barely hanging on by duct tape. But yeah, same here, man. That's a, that's a fucking typical teenager thing to do is like fucking get an absolute piece of shit car and put a banging sound system in it so you can listen to tunes while you're cruising with your oh, buddies. God, yeah. Dude, back in the day, man, everybody invested in a subwoofer, dude. It was all about the yeah. subwoofer, man. 
fucking A. And then finding the best music to fucking play, dude. Fucking BC Boys, License to Ill, fucking Run DMC, fucking all that shit. Always had pretty good bass, dude. And you just fucking rocked that shit, dude. You could hear your friends before you could see them. So you'd hear this boom, 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 boom. You're like, hey, man, that's Reggie. He's going to be here in about five minutes. You can just tell, man. (laughs) The bass just got a little bit louder and a little bit louder and a little bit louder, depending on traffic. Oh, man, that's great. And that was before they had all those, what, noise pollution laws or whatever? Oh, man. Those yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Speaking yeah, of... That was definitely a fucking time. Yep. Speaking of days, man, right now, fucking, it seems like it's end of days, man. Particularly in America, but all over the world, the shit is hitting the fan, man. Protests are turning into riots. Riots turning into looting. Buildings are being burnt down left, right, and center. It's happening all over the place, man. Every fucking city. Chicago, Miami, New York, Los Angeles, San Diego, fucking Minneapolis. Every fucking city. Stockholm. Stockholm. Fucking my wife and I are watching TV and shit. And in Stockholm, I guess cops are beating up on people and shit. London. Fucking riots and shit. Dude, this is how fucked up the riots are in London. Fucking a reporter got beaten up and they took his camera and ran away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then again, I guess in America, they're stealing tanks and uh, police, was it police horses and stuff? It's, it's fucking chaos all over the world, man. But I, we do got to give our respect. It, it, yeah, man. We, huh? It's pretty hardcore. I agree. It's pretty hardcore. It's man. fucking hardcore, man. But we got to give a salute and we got to give respect to all the protesters out there that are standing up for the cause, man. Hell yeah. Looters, you can go fuck yourself. But fucking for all the protesters out there, we fucking salute you. And yeah, there's some bad cops there, but there's some bad fucking everybody, man. There's some bad teachers. There's some bad lawyers. There's some bad doctors. And what my point is that there's some bad cops out there, but there's also some really good cops. So fucking we salute all the good cops, not the bad cops. We support all the protesters, but not the looters. We support everybody that's trying to make a difference and make the world a better place, a positive place for everybody, man. So that's what we support. No, no, I agree with you, and I want to. I want to back you up on this. Like, we we don't mean to get overtly political because, again, this is not a political podcast. It's a comedy podcast, and it's obviously focused on Japan. So, yeah, dude, it's been a wild week here in Japan in the news. So let's get onto that. All right, here we go, man. Fucking, we're gonna rock the news. Here we go. Okay, so first story. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Give All it to me, baby. baby. Okay, let's see here. Okay, let's start off light. Let's start off light. Woman arrested for attempting to steal cash card from elderly man. Police in Yokohama have arrested a 26-year-old woman on suspicion of attempted fraud after she pretended to be a police officer to convince a man in his 70s to hand over his ATM card. According to police, Arisa Fuji, who is from Hokkaido and a self-professed sex industry worker, a.k.a. she's a hooker, was arrested on Monday, Fuji TV reported. Police said Fuji allegedly conspired with another yet unidentified accomplice, most likely her pimp, between May 29th and June 1st. So, do you think that this hooker went to the local costume shop and picked out one of those, you know, one of those sexy little police officer get-ups? You know, the kind that show, like, a little bit too much of the lower part of the body and a little bit too much of the 
bigger part of the body up above, you know? I mean, some of those Halloween costumes are extremely revealing, and that's why we love Halloween. Oh, man, could you imagine that being a 70-year-old guy? You get a ping pong at your front door. You open the front door, and you see this girl wearing one of these costumes. I would give her my ATM card, my checking card, and Tom's credit card. Definitely. The accomplice contacted the targeted man, a.k.a. the Mark, who lives in Totsia Ward, and said that he was a police officer. He told the intended victim, quote, your bank account has an unauthorized transaction. We will need to collect your cash card, end quote. Yo, man, that's, that's pretty fucked up, man. I've never had a cop call me and ask for my ATM card. Or anything, really. <laughs> However, the man was suspicious and contacted the police. Fuji, now this is the girl, visited the man's home wearing her sexy costume at around 11.30 a.m. Monday, saying she was from the police and asked the man to give her his ATM card for security purposes. The police who were there were waiting outside and arrested Fuji. Oh, man. All right, Fuji. Well, it looks like the only porno you're going to be making is going to be behind bars, which actually is kind of hot and popular right now. Tom, your thoughts? Yeah, what do you what do you say? There's a, there's a lot going on here to unpack, but uh, yeah, she might be behind bars doing having some hot lesbian prison sex, you know, caged heat or whatever bullshit. And uh, also, it, isn't it, I think, isn't it, yeah, man. Um, I don't know, man. You you mentioned like she. You think she went went and put on a sexy police girl outfit, you know, oh, yeah. that the hookers wear and whatnot. That, oh, yeah. that's po- totally believable. I don't know, dude. Do you really think she went out and bought it? She probably already had it for role plays anyway. But I, I was gonna say, man, what if she like, you know, he answered the door and it was like, you know, she's like, hey, I'm with the police. And he was just like, you know, a Mr. Magoo type whose vision's terrible. And he was like, oh, really? Okay. And um, also like. Aren't there a fucking rash of those? Because I've, I've seen like a bunch of these like similar scams where it's like young college kids are like, I'm a friend, of, you know, like, like calling like grandmothers and they're like, oh, I'm a friend of your son's. He's in trouble. You have to hand over your ATM card, blah, blah, blah. It's like same scam, just packaged differently. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. they're called uh, ore ore scams here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ore, yeah. ore, ore, ore. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad dude yeah those scams are fucking yeah. bad you know but if they call me i'd just be like oh you got a prostitute dressed like a police officer bring her over to tom's house <laughs> yeah, there you go send her my way are you at harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others yeah, yeah! do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks yeah and the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're gonna get your fit on, you gotta get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing ghost town pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost town pomade, badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not ghost town pomade. This stuff is a man's pomade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. 
All right, Tom, you've got a story, and you've got something that's a little bit unusual, something I've never heard before, something that's completely new to the table. What is this story? Yeah, by, by never heard, you mean never heard in like the past couple of months. Um, yeah, I think I think for a while we agreed not to do these stories anymore because they're getting redundant, but uh, it's been a while. And, oh boy, we got a live one here. Suspected illicit photographer found with 2,700 pairs of women's underwear. Twenty-seven hundred. Jesus Christ! Oh God! Twenty-seven, dude. Having twenty-seven hundred of anything in your apartment is a lot, dude. Twenty-seven hundred bottles of beer on the wall, or twenty-seven hundred pairs of shoes. You know, some people collect shoes, but fucking panties, dude. Fucking that is that's a lot of fucking panties, man. That's like at least like how many fucking panties do a girl does a girl wear in a lifetime? I don't know. That's at least like five or ten lifetimes of panties, dude. That's a lot of panties. Could you imagine this guy's apartment? It's got to be from floor to ceiling full of panties. Okay, so yeah, dude, like you can't see this picture, but I can, man. So it's like it looks like it's in a school's gymnasium, and they've got in the background. I, I count twenty-eight giant garbage bags full. Jeez. Um, couple box, couple one, two, two boxes. Couple smaller shopping bags and a big duffel bag. Oh my god! Did he have everything separated by like age? By height, uh, by like color, was everything color coded? No, was it dated? <laughs> no idea. But like then, like you see in the front, in the front of the picture right here, it's just like just fucking row upon row of bras, like all kind of different sizes, shapes, and colors. And they're they've all got a tag on like in front of them, I guess, like a serial number, so they can be itemized. Oh god, it's fucking wild shit, dude. What do the yeah, cops do with that? Do they try to return them? They're like, well, I guess we got to return all these to the rightful owner, I guess. Oh, man, if I was a cop, I'd just be like, fuck it. Let's just dump it in the sea. <laughs> just get rid of it. Oh, shit. Well, I, dude, if I, if I was a lady, I wouldn't want that shit back. Hell, I'm a guy. If some chick stole my boxers, it's like, you can keep them, and I don't know. I don't want to know what you did with them. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, oh, that's so gross. All right, dude, read on, read on, read on. A 54-year-old man in custody for alleged illicit filming has been arrested again, this time on suspicion of theft of a schoolgirl's uniform, police said on Tuesday, reports Kyoto News. Between 11 p.m. on November 15th and 6 p.m. the next day, Kaoru Asatsu, of no known occupation, because they always fucking are, allegedly stole a skirt and sailor-type top of a middle school girl, age 14. You creepo. That was hanging out to dry in the garden of a residence in Okayama City. The items have a value of around 5,000 yen. The girl's mother later reported the theft to the police. Asatsu admits to the allegations, the Okayama Chuo police station said. Police first arrested Asatsu over the alleged taking of Tosatsu or voyeur footage last month. During that investigation, police searched Asatsu's residence in Naka Ward and found 2,700 women's undergarments. Among those garments were the skirt and top of the girl. The suspect also admitted to having stolen the remainder of the garments over an approximate 10-year period, police said, according to the Sanyo Shimbu. Jeez. Oh. oh, man. Who do you blame? I blame the guy, but I also kind of blame the cops, right? I mean, they, he was busted a while ago. Shouldn't they just, like, keep him in jail? Yeah, no shit. It's, it's no wonder that fucking people are just fucking rioting and pissed off at the police. When, it, when it's dumb shit like this, they fucking already got him. He's a creepy pervo for, like, you know, filming upskirt or, I don't know, fucking in the women's toilet. I don't know what the, exactly. It doesn't go into detail, but, like, 
I'm telling you, man, when it's when is these creepos and there's a sexual component, just keep the fuckers locked up because you know they're gonna do some other shit if you let them run re- wild, you know? Oh God, yeah, dude. And they just get more and more and more messed up, dude. They just get so messed up. Have you seen the uh, was it the, um, not the Harvey Weinstein documentary, but the uh, uh, Jeffrey, who's that guy that committed suicide? Oh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, 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 Jeffrey yeah that's right. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Have you seen that uh, Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix? I haven't. It's queued up, and I'm going to watch it soon. I, I got really into another series, actually, by the way. But oh. uh, that, it's queued up. I'm going to watch it over the weekend, though. Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm is, sure it's fucked up, dude. Oh, it's so fucked up. It is so bad, dude. This guy, his life will make your stomach turn, dude. You'll fucking puke like your baby, dude. This guy is so incredibly fucked up, dude. And the thing is, he was bad when he was younger, and he just got progressively worse and worse and worse. Yeah, these sickos, man, if, they don't, if they're not put away, dude, they just go fucking fucking bazonkers dude they go fucking nuts man that's fucking insane so this guy yeah the cops dropped the ball they should have kept him in jail and shit because look at him now dude he's got 2700 pairs of panties plus a uniform dude it's crazy he's been stealing fucking panties for 10 years he's got 2700 pairs of panties and the last thing that he got caught stealing was a fucking uniform. Do you think like a uniform is like gold for like these kind of perverts where like they steal panties, 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 but their whole dream is to steal like a uniform or something. And then when he finally like got one, he got busted. No, I mean, I, I don't know about that, but maybe, but like, I don't know, man. I think it was like, yeah, yeah it's an interesting point because this dude is obviously doesn't have a ton of money. And so his apartment can't be that big, right? And he had 27 pairs of women's undergarments. Do you think he just, like, went all Scrooge McDuck, you know, where he jumps into his fucking gold and, like, just swims around in it? Only instead, like, he just, like, opens his apartment, like, door up and, like, fucking just fucking bra and panties fall out. And he just, like, dives in like it's a fucking pool and goes swimming through it. Jesus Christ, man. That's pretty fucked up, dude. Oh, Scrooge McDuck. Oh, man. Okay, next story. Okay, so you just gave us a uh, pervy story. I think I'm going to take it away and uh, continue with the perv. Okay, here we go. 17-year-old boy picks worst woman to randomly ask if she wants to be... An adult video actress. Spoilers! It was his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Uh, Mom! (laughs) Oh, man. Busted. Okay, this story took place in Tokyo. On May 25th, a 17-year-old Japanese boy, who we'll call Taro, was on the streets of Fukuoka. Not unusual for a guy of his age, he was scanning the crowd of attractive young women. But he wasn't looking for a date, is which is what we call nampa here in Japan. Instead, Taro was looking for a woman to recruit into the Fuzoku, or adult entertainment industry. The Fuzoku trade covers a wide range of jobs, ranging from hostess bar workers, blowjob bar workers, sensual massages, and non Penetrative sexual services, if you know what I mean. Through the murky legality of this kind of on-the-street recruiting isn't unheard of in Japan's bar district. At most major stations, let's just be honest, and Taro felt the current economic climate would make it an especially effective strategy. Quote, there are women who are short on cash because of the coronavirus. End quote. Now, that's, that's actually a pretty interesting strategy. Coronavirus, a lot of people don't have cash. This guy wants to bring them into the adult industry. Quote, so I figured I'd do her a favor and offer her work in the Fuzoku business for adult videos, a.k.a. porno. And that was pretty much his whole pitch when he walked up to a woman who was passing by and said to her, 
Quote, my company handles everything from hostess bars to adult videos. How about working for us? End quote. Unfortunately for Tato, he'd made a terrible choice of who he tried to recruit. Not because there's any evidence that the woman was unattractive. Of course not. Why would you pick that? But because she turned out to be a plain clothes police officer who was patrolling the neighborhood. Ooh, in the quarterback is toast. And with that, the teenager was immediately placed under arrest on charges of violating Fukuoka's Prefectural Nuisance Prevention Regulation. Now, what the hell is a Nuisance Prevention Regulation Law? Uh, what, what, what could that be? Could that be like littering? Could that be uh, noise pollution? Could that be like cutting in line? Uh, obviously, we know now that it means uh, if you do go up to a girl and offer her a job in the adult industry, you will go to jail. But what else, I, 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 what else is there? I can, I can answer this. It's karasanta in ohoritsu. Essentially, it's called the anti-crow laws. But uh, what, what they are is like crow is in Japanese is a slang term for these guys that try and pick girls up and get them in the sex industry. And um, it's not blanket laws all over Japan. However, certain areas, a lot of the major cities, like they've been enacted because basically women are just getting fucking sick of it, of dudes like, you know, approaching him and saying, hey, you should be a fucking hooker. Yeah, I'd be pretty so, pissed. Yeah. And, Actually, oh, Tom... And, 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 yeah, I, 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 I'd get sick of it if I was a woman. Also, like, dude, I, I've seen a lot of this shit, like, happen in, Sh- in Shibuya. Oh, yeah, what, of like, course. Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Tom, what if we, like, kind of, like, turn the table? What if some dude came up to you and was like, hey, um, there is a very, very big industry for guys just like you to be in movies and bars and massage parlors. Sir, would you like to join the ranks of prostitution in Tokyo? I mean, would you be flattered or pissed? Wait, did, did I or did I not tell you about this? That, that like years and years ago, that fucking happened to me. Like me and my friend were drinking in a bar in Saitama. I think I told this story recently. Not to us. Oh no, shit. All right, I'll tell it again. But yeah, me and a buddy were like up in Saitama drinking, like in Omiya City, and like yeah, this Japanese dude kept staring at us, and like we're just like you know, at first we just kind of carried on, didn't think anything of it, but like he kept staring at us, and finally he came over, offered offered to buy us drinks, kind of like okay, you know, what's the fucking pitch? Because we knew he wanted something, so he fucking pulled out his card, and like yeah, he was a porno director, and he wanted to like I guess film white dudes like plowing Japanese chicks. And I, I should mention the guy I was with was like, he was like, uh, he's like, you know, you're blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, very much a pretty boy, British guy. It was, I, I could tell the dude was more, a lot more interested in recruiting him than me. But like, he was like, he was in it like madly in love with his girl and was about ready to get married. So like, the guy's kind of like, well, fuck it, man. How about you? And I kept his card and I was thinking about it. You know, for a while I thought about it, I was like, maybe, you know, this would be kind of cool. But I never I never actually had the guts to pull the trigger and call him up and be, and be like, you know what, I'll do it. I will say, though, like I kind of like the thing that made me regret it is a couple of years later, I was out drinking in like Shinjuku or one of those areas. I met like a friend of a friend. He was, he was, he was also an English teacher. He was telling me like maybe like previously he done like did like uh, porno work on the side and he was showing me pictures on his phone jesus some of these girls like one of the hottest ones is like his, his he, had, he had this shot where he was he was literal twins like fucking twins he had one of them just fucking bent over and he was railing her from behind the other one's like you know fucking rubbing her tits on his shoulder and he was, ki- was kissing on her and i was like god damn dude i i could have done that i could have got paid fuck i should have fucking done it man but, okay. Uh, sorry to All right. Dis- when you say disappointing faders out there, but like there are no pornos of of me that exist that I know of. <laughs> yeah. Right, dude. All right. 
a couple of years ago, you probably be, that means before you're married and before Dano and stuff. So at that time, I think the internet was not as big as it is now, right? So the thing is, though, in the future, the internet is going to be even more God than what it is now, right? So if, like, if somebody like types in your name or types in your picture or something, dude, everything, everything online that you've ever said, done, or whatever is going to show up, dude. Do you really want porno? What if your kid is trying to get into college and they have to, like, I don't know, for some reason they got to research, like, the parents or something, and all of a sudden, there it is, a picture of you with your dick in some chick's butt, dude. Like, that is not going to be good for Dano. Or maybe it will be. Maybe the teachers are like, wow, geez, you know, the dad, he knows how to make extra money. So if the economy goes bad, we know this kid's definitely going to have money for tuition. <laughs> there you fucking go. Yeah, exactly. There fucking go. Uh, yeah, be, I, I don't know, man. Like, if you if you done porn and like your kid found out like later in life, like that'd be uh that'd be an interesting thing to have to explain to your fucking kid. I needed the money because of you. It's your fault why I got into porn. <laughs> there, oh, there you go. I would actually, I, should, I, I, I didn't put a time frame on it. I should have mentioned this is probably about fifteen years ago. So this is a long, long time ago. Hell, dude, I was still in my 20s in an appreciably better shape. I had hair back then. Yeah, they probably wouldn't do it. Well, then again, you know, I mean, there is like some like weird chubby chaser and bear porn and stuff. I don't know. If you wanted to get into gay porn and shit, you could definitely be one of those bear guys, dude. Yeah, there you go. They've got fucking pornos for the dad bod thing going on. Fucking, but then again, in Japan, they usually don't show your face. Then again, you got tattoos and shit. So basically, let's say you go to the beach with your kid and maybe like all these housewives start like looking at you and taking your picture and stuff because they've seen those porns. They know those tattoos on your chest yeah. and shit, dude. They're like, oh my God, that's the white bandit. That's him. Holy smokes, because that's got to be your porno name, right? So, <laughs> oh bandit. man, or white stallion. Who knows, man? But anyway, you're going to get some kind of a weird fucking nickname <laughs> or fucking porno name here in Japan and shit. So if I and yeah, all these housewives will be staring at you, taking your picture, wanting your autograph, and your wife and your kids gonna be like, uh, why do they know you with your shirt off? What's going on here, Tommy? Yeah, well, I I, I think I would go with my porno name. You know, the porno name generator is like the porno name is like the first pet you your first name is the first pet you had, and your last name is like the fucking first street you lived on when you were a kid. So, so I yours guess, is like, gonna be Hitler Youth, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Now, though, I guess that would make my fucking porno name Pup Patey, which I don't know. Eh, I guess it's okay by porno standards, Pup Patey. Okay. All right. Moving on. All right. Yeah. Take the next one, man. Go for it. Oh, I can go again. All right. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, oh, wait. No, shit. Sorry, man. I forgot. I, sorry. I forgot that was your fucking article. I did want to say, man, fucking kudos to finding that. I found that one too. And I, I read that article. I was like, this is fucking awesome. This is like 100% going on the show. I did see that one as well. But uh, yeah. That was pretty good. Could you imagine if it was his mom? Or what if it was his dad in drag? <laughs> yeah, there you fucking go. Son, you're supposed to be in school. You're 17 years old. I'm taking you to the police. But did, did, dad, no, dad, don't. I'm teaching you a lesson, you little fucker. Didn't, didn't they have, like, they had some uh, fucking video. I don't remember. It was a South American country. I don't remember which one. But, like, some, like, two uh, strapping young bucks were hanging out in the street. And they, like, were catcalling girls. And I guess one kid catcalled his mother. And she came up. And, like, I guess from behind, she was his mother, and she turned around and fucking walked over and just slapped the shit out of him. It was great. It was great. It was a, it was a hilarious video, but then, then you find out later it was it was fake and completely staged. But oh, still, I hate well that shit. That was, well, you know what, though? But still, it was it was amusing enough. It's like, you know what? I don't care if it's fake. That was still fucking funny. Oh, see, I don't know, man. Well, whatever. Okay, next story, Tom. Come on. Right. <clears throat> 
This is uh this is uh Pervo, but this is kind of the not so fun one. This is the creepo one. So back on the creepos. Uh Yoga Man 23 used Corona Examination Ruse in attempt to kidnap kids. Whoa, bad. Yeah, this is this is dark and fucked up in just so many ways. Hyogo Prefectural Police have arrested a 23-year-old man who mentioned the novel coronavirus pandemic in an attempt to kidnap a group of elementary school children in Kobe City earlier this year, reports Saki Shimbun. At around 6 p.m. on March 24th, Masahiro Tani, a part-time employee, allegedly approached the five boys and girls aged between 6 and 10 on a street in Tanami Ward. Quote, I will give you an examination for the corona by touching your body. He reportedly said, referring to the novel coronavirus, I won't give you an injection, except he totally wanted to give them an injection with his wiener. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to straight up say it, man. This guy's a needle dick, the bug fucker. Upon his arrest on suspicion of attempted kidnapping of a minor, Tani admitted to the allegations, quote, my intention was molestation, end quote. The suspect was quoted by the police in the Tarumi police station. At least According to the police, two of the children left the scene and reported that to their guardian. Yeah. Uh, during that time, Tani fled the scene. Tani is a resident of Awaji City. He serves as a person of interest in the case after an examination of security camera footage. Well, good for these fucking kids for recognizing stranger danger, GTFOing, and telling them that they're fucking, you know... Parents or guardians or whatever. That's, yeah, definitely, you know, so man. He's right. Yeah, no, this is pretty bad, man. This guy probably had a van with like a, I don't know, a leprechaun or something, like airbrushed on the side. Who knows? Well, probably it's like a unicorn with a rainbow. Who knows? But yeah, this guy's a fucking capital creep, dude. Oh, man, dude, get this guy off the fucking streets. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'll give you a coronavirus inspection, dude. What the fuck? Kids probably like a couple months ago, kids didn't even know what that was. They're like coronavirus. Well, my dad drinks Corona and my uncle Jimmy's got some kind of HIV virus. I, I don't know. This doesn't sound like something a kid should be messing with. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Get this creep off the street. Hopefully the police won't fuck up and release him. Like the the last fucking, you know, fucking collector of the 2700 bras and panties. Or or remember like a couple of weeks ago, we were that, that dipshit that like raped a girl, then got let out on parole and then like raped another one like oh. a month later. It's like, come the fuck on, dude. Oh, God, of people yeah. are fucking rioting. Lock this clown up and throw away the key. That's what I'm saying, man. Get this clown off the streets, man. And take his little minivan and throw it in the sea. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And, of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and, of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously, got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. 
You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each. And they're worth so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. Here we go. Man arrested for confining three-year-old son in washing machine. This story took place in Ibaraki. Police in Hitachi Kinaka. Could you imagine living there? Oh, God. Um, have arrested a 37-year-old man on suspicion of abusing his three-year-old son by confining him inside a washing machine drum for about 90 minutes. Once again, this is bat shit evil and insane. Fuck this guy with a capital F in his A. According to the police, Kenichi Hoshino, a company employee, placed a, the child inside the washing machine at around 8 a.m. on Saturday. Senki Shimbun reported he closed the door and left the boy in there until 9.35 a.m. Afterwards, Hoshino called 119 and said his son had climbed into the washing machine and wasn't feeling well. The boy was taken to the hospital, suffering from dehydration, plus probably a whole lot more shit. Police were notified about the case as possible child abuse. Possible child abuse? No, this is 110% child abuse. Fuck this guy. Police said Hoshino had admitted to placing his son in the washing machine, but said he didn't mean to hurt him. He lives with his 28-year-old wife and his 5-year-old daughter and a 3-year-old son. His wife and daughter were out at the time. Could you imagine the daughter, dude? She must be thanking her lucky stars that she went to the grocery store with her mom instead of staying home with wicked dad, dude. 
Oh my God. What could this kid, this three-year-old kid be doing that pissed off the dad so much where he put his own kid into a fucking washing machine? Well, you know what? It, 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 it doesn't matter. He's fucking three. He doesn't know any better. So you know who you know who should have known better how to handle the situation? The fucking adult in the room. That's who. God, yeah, this guy's a total adult. He's like 37 years old. He's like 10 years older than his wife. I mean, yeah, this guy definitely should know that you do not put anybody in a washing machine. Unless maybe he worked for the washing machine company. It said he's a company employee. Maybe he was testing the washing machines to see, like, how long a kid could be in there, you know? So, like, maybe on Monday he comes, rolls into the office, and he's like, boss, 90 minutes is just way too long. Yeah, man. I mean, shit like this, like any fucking child abuse story, honestly, makes my fucking blood boil because I got a little one. And don't get me wrong, they'll, they'll wear you out and they'll piss you off. But at the same time, like, I don't know, after after a certain point, you do get kind of used to it and you do kind of start to roll with it. Because, like, did you see, like, what earlier, like, right before we did the show, my wife walked in here and handed, my, handed me the kid who just puked all over herself with his ball and his eyes out. Just kind of, like, put him down in my lap, kind of went there, 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 and just, like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying it was a pleasant experience, but like I've had I've had enough of that where I'm just like I'm a little bit desensitized. So I kind of like cope a little bit better. But Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Fuck this guy, dude. I think yeah. uh, for his punish, they should, they should put him in a giant industrial sized washing machine. Just turn it on. Oh, you know, he can be in yeah. There. He, he can be in there for 90 fucking minutes. Oh, yeah. And dude. He, fuck. Yeah. And and if he survives, he can walk free. If not, then eh, good riddance. Good riddance. Yeah, man, what the fuck was this guy thinking, dude? You know what? He's probably just still wasted from the night before. It's like Saturday morning. The guy's fucking hungover and shit. The kid's bouncing around. The mom took off with the daughter and shit. The guy, all he wants to do is just sleep in for an extra 30 minutes. Kid won't let him, and the guy just fucking snaps. Snaps like that or whatever. But still, fuck this guy, man. This fucking batshit evil and insane motherfucker. Fuck this guy. And uh, yeah, that that's it. But, I, you know, like I said... Every so often, we cover the same exact story. The first story that we covered, the fucking lady, actually, she turned the machine on, right? And the thing is, she said she didn't realize that she turned it on, right? <laughs> Dude, Japanese washing machines look like fucking, they look like the ship from Star Trek. Dude, was it the, the Enterprise? <laughs> there are so many fucking buttons on the fucking washing machines here. Dude, when I was a kid, we had fucking two knobs that you that you twisted and then there's a start button. Here in Japan, everything has so many fucking buttons, dude. Everything is just so precise. So fucking to accidentally turn a machine on is just fucking insane, dude, because it's like, oh, I accidentally pushed this button that I... <laughs> I accidentally pushed this button. Then I just leaned over over here and I just pushed this button over here. And then I just kind of tapped the start button. But just by accident. I had no idea. Oh, man. Yeah. Fuck these no, parents, no, I, man. No, I agree, man. Like, fucking washing machines here. Actually, everything, the microwaves, everything are a little bit space age, a little bit complicated. I'm not used to all this fucking complex shit back, you know, back in America, you're right. It's just like a fucking knob or two and it's intuitive. But uh, no, I'm, I'm going to show my age in a little bit when I say this. But like, yeah, when she says she accidentally pushed, you know, that reminds me, I was the very first Ninja fucking Turtles movie at the end of the climax when they're fighting the shredder and he gets knocked into that fucking uh, giant garbage truck. And then Casey Jones is standing by it. And he just like fucking hits. He goes, oops, and just hits the lever and the, the fucking garbage truck compacts the shredder. So that's what it fucking reminds me. She says, oh, I accidentally did or I didn't know. It. That's what I think of. Yep. Can you imagine how he's trying to fucking explain his wife? She comes home and she goes, yeah, where's Bobby at? 
And he's like, okay, don't be mad, but I can promise you one thing. He'll be very, very clean. Oh, my God. No, no, probably it was like this. He's like, you know what, Tomoko, um, we're playing hide-and-go-seek, and I haven't found him at all, man. He's just been disappeared like like it's like voodoo or something. I don't know. This is crazy. Bobby. Bobby. You know, I mean, his name obviously wasn't Bobby, but, you know, for lack of a better name. Anyway, and so then the wife's like, well, I always leave this top open, but <gasps> there you go. Ooh, it's dark. All right, next story. Can I say one thing? Can I kind of wonder about the wife a little bit? Because, like, I don't know, man. Like, she didn't maybe notice at one point or another her husband is maybe kind of a little unstable and not a very responsible adult. So, like, makes you wonder, like, why she would leave her, like, you know, the kid at home alone with this fucking psychopath. Seriously, you got to wonder. Does your wife leave you alone with your kid? Obviously she does, dude. Okay, next story. (laughs) <laughs> we, uh, I'm just joking. No, she, she's like, obviously, dude. Yeah, dude. I, I told you, I told you, like last week, she was fucking stressed and pissed off, and I was like, look, I will fucking take baby Dan out. So I just fucking put him in the stroller and just fucking walked him around the river, and it, and and all was good. It was fine, man. She she got to de stress and like you know he likes fucking being pushed around the stroller. So it was win win, and I I was fine because I got to walk and clear my mind. So everybody was happy. It was a win win all around the table. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Some daddy and Dano time. Awesome. All right, man. Next story. All right. As I said before, um, faders, whenever I read the last story, it, we're going to try to go out with a positive bang. And this one doesn't sound positive, but I promise you it's got the good old happy ending. Here we go. Knife-wielding professor fired from international department of one of Tokyo's top universities. Teaching methods included violent outbursts and yelling at students and telling them to die. Back in my student <laughs> days, he, so so obviously he this guy just uh, ascribes to the uh, fucking uh, what is it the drill style? Uh, sorry, the drill sergeant style of teaching, right? Uh, okay. Back in my student days, I spent a year studying in Tokyo at Waseda University. Participating in the program honestly changed my life. And to this day, I'm grateful to the the school's teachers and administrative staff. However, a number of more recent students had a much less enjoyable time at Waseda due to the conduct of one professor in the school's international research and education department. During the 2018 and 2019 academic years, The professor, a part-time instructor in his 60s who taught in the department's School of International Liberal Studies, was uh, found to have engaged in a continuing pattern of abusive and threatening uh, conduct towards his students. Among the professor's verbal attacks was telling students, quote, you you were raised poorly, which is an odd contrast to his uh, penchant for kicking students' bags and other belongings when he got upset. He would also tell students that he was displeased with Quote, you should quit school right away. <laughs> but such poor manners are small potatoes to the occasions when, in which he would simply tell, command students to die. Die, motherfucker. And while such a threat, it might not ordinarily be so intimidating. Coming from a senior citizen, the professor also had a habit of whipping out a pocket knife and brandishing it during lessons when he was instructing students on proper pronunciation. Wait, this guy was an English teacher? <laughs> red leather, yellow leather. It's not red, 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 red leather, motherfucker. I'll cut you. I'll cut you. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen the movie Back to School? 
With Rodney Dangerfield? Uh, sounds familiar, but go ahead. Oh, my God, dude. Sam Kinison plays one of the best professors in fucking history, dude. Sam Kinison is fucking going berserker in his class, dude, which is what Sam Kinison basically did. And fucking, he's fucking screaming about Vietnam and this and that and shit, dude. It is absolutely hysterical. Back to School is a great movie with Rodney Dangerfield, but the fucking best part, I think, is with Cam Sam Kinison, man. Anything Sam Kinison did was fucking glorious. And at that time, it was his heyday of being Sam Kinison, man. Fucking faders, watch that shit. Back to school, Rodney Dangerfield. Fucking classic movie. Yeah, man, I, I remember Sam Kinison, man. I, I always thought his stuff, his uh, stand-up was really good. But yeah, he uh, he died pretty young. He had uh, he, uh, he kind of had some demons going on and uh, problems with substance abuse, I do believe. Uh, he died in a car accident. Yeah, but he had some major problems with substance abuse. <laughs> Oh, fucking dude, it's the 80s. Everybody did. Oh, shit. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's, that's fucking true. Anyway, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, while State University citing a, a desire to protect students' privacy has not publicly stated how many students were victim to the abusive behavior, nor has it specified whether the students were Japanese nationals or foreigners, because the International Research and Education Department offers classes to both domestic and international students. The university has, however, announced that as of May 29th, the teacher has been dismissed. The official statement citing the reason for his termination as, quote, academic harassment via improper statements which caused mental anguish to multiple students and negatively impacted the learning environment, end quote. Ooh, that's a fucking mouthful right there. There's a lot of big words. I guess it's a fancy schmancy university. Well, it is Waseda. Waseda is famous for a lot of weird shit. Do you remember about 10 years yeah. ago, there was the, those Waseda rape parties? Oh, uh, yeah, like the Happy Lucky Club or whatever that was like, oh, uh, paraphrase it real quick. It was, it was a fucking social club for rich kids. They were, they were throwing killer parties, but like, I guess like, yeah, they upped the ante and they started uh, basically roofing, raping girls. And then like, they got, they scraped enough money together and they had a club in, uh, was it Ropongi? And like, yeah, they're throwing parties there. And there's just, just fucking horrific shit where they were just like roofing and gang raping girls. Like, oh, right yeah. And, Dude, Waseda yeah, has like a weird like, reputation. It's got the reputation for being a great prestigious school, but there's like all this weird shit, Animal House kind of shit that happened back in the day and stuff. I mean, well, I, how do you say like it, it's a good school, but also it is also a really big school. So I guess like, I guess a lot of weird shit. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I've been up there like uh, I haven't uh, I've I've done I haven't taught there like full time but like I've done a couple guest lectures there a few times it's uh is different that's for sure actually no I, I think I dated a grad student that went there a long time ago uh, she was yeah she was out there but uh yeah. it is In a addition, really rich school like it's like a lot of really really uh, really rich kids that go there right. Uh, oh yeah, but like, well, but then again, it does have some poor kids because, like, you know, some of the smart kids get in there in scholarship. But like, no, no joke about that. It is one of the top uh, universities in all of Japan, and it is like, um, I guess, with some of the uh, methods in education, I guess, like, try to be cutting edge and like, you know, fucking <clears throat> state of the art, and whatever, and using new, uh, exciting. Uh, ideas and academic teaching methods and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, man. Well, I guess every university's got skeletons in its closet. Regarding Waseda, they have a cemetery in their closet. So if you're attending Waseda, beware. Beware. Their parties are whack and their teachers are packing heat. So watch your back at Waseda. <laughs> and on that note, faders, I think it's time to say sayonara. Well, 
we do have a Patreon page, Tom. And uh, the thing is, on our Patreon page, we've got tons of bonus content. We've got audio. We've got bonus stories. We've got music. We've got so much stuff. We've got photos that are too hot for the internet, and it's all there for you for $5. That's like buying us a beer at your local pub or bar. And when you come to Japan, we got your back. We're going to be buying you so many drinks, you're not going to remember your trip in Japan. So sign up for the Patreon page. Hell yeah, it supports this show, and it really does help us out. And if you can't do that, I mean, times are really, really hard for a lot of people out there. And if you can't do that, go to the iTunes page. Give us a five-star review and write something groovy. It really, really, really also means a lot to us. And on that note, Tommy. Yeah, uh, Peter's also, again, it's completely 100% free. But if you want to check out more content, you can go to our Facebook and Instagram pages. We, uh, we're, we've been posting there regularly for a lot of, Jesus, man, it's been the last month or two, like two, three times a day, every day at minimum of just like videos, other articles, weird shit, funny photos. Yeah. We got a lot of Jenglish as I call it with uh, stupid comments. Um, I've been posting fucked up videos. <laughs> it's great, man. It's lovely. Well, and, uh, yeah. actually also I do want to say thank you to our fans. Cause, uh, actually I noticed like almost everything I put up. Like, at least we get, like, a couple comments from different fans, and they're usually pretty funny. So, thanks, guys. Uh, it's a, it's a, that, that, me, that makes me happy. That means the world to me as well because, like, you, make, you know, somebody appreciates, like, what I do and my sense of humor. That's fucking awesome. That is awesome. So, yeah, keep the, keep the comments rolling in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Comments, questions, whatever you want and stuff. And, uh, yeah, direct message us. Send us a DM, and we'll put you on the show. We'll do whatever. Tom will bend over backwards for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting pissed I'm out of here <laughs> alright Faders thank you very much we'll see you in a couple of days uh, also one one real quick thing can I say this um, yeah due to these troubled times man everybody stay out there we we, we, do, we do here at God Fader Japan I'll wish you the best fucking if it's not the fucking coronavirus or riots and fucking you know the whole world in fucking flames stay safe be cool and uh everybody out there i really want to say i hope uh, your situation and of course my situation well and uh, improves in the near future that's all all right and on that note peace bye-bye my own brother a goddamn shit sucking vampire oh you wait till mom finds out buddy i've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck as far back as i can remember i always wanted to be a gangster Oh, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.